What's up, everyone? This is episode seven of The Rep's Journey. And in this episode, I'm gonna do something a little different. I'm gonna go solo, and I'm gonna really quickly go through and show you something that we've been doing with our customers um, initially, when we when they initially joined with Conveyor, that has been hugely valuable for them. That's why I wanted to share it. So we call it The Rep Journey Audit. I know I talk about The Rep's Journey a lot. It's the name of our podcast, but I think this is super, super valuable. So I just wanna share with you uh, how it works. This is The Rep's Journey Podcast with Stephen Ryan. TRJ exists to help you recruit, train, and retain your reps. This is going to be a Notion, uh, Notion.so template that you can use in your own company if you want. Uh, we're going to try to set it up as a template so that you can uh, grab the link and create this for yourself. Okay, uh, so... The first thing that we do with our customers is just try to set some baselines. What kind of uh, stats do they have right now with their rep funnel? And uh, how could we possibly, what, what are they shooting for? What are their goals? And surprisingly, uh, a lot of times these numbers are arbitrary. They're not tracked. Um, but we want to just start getting people thinking. You should start thinking about these numbers um, even if you're working with smaller numbers. Okay, So even if you're working less than 100 reps or you really have no idea how many actual candidates you had because all of your managers have their their own little lists on their phones of who the candidates are and you only get an email saying onboard this rep okay um don't worry about it just try to ballpark and get in your current uh current numbers and you ballpark your percentages even if they're guts around your conversions between recruit to onboarded onboard to fully trained and then fully trained to actually going out and doing the job uh, maybe you also have one is is around three months later, around six months later, like your retention numbers, okay? And just get them in, right? I think that that no stats or having some stats, whether arbitrary or not, is better than no stats at all because at least you're starting to move towards, hey, we should track this, okay? Uh, so we do that first so we can set some expectations and, and figure out what, what the customer wants. Next thing we do is we uh, log all of the systems and uh, tools that a company uses. So what is their canvassing tool? What is their proposal tool? What's the HR tool they use? Is a rep using this or not, right? Do we, does a rep interact with it? And the reason why I wanna know if the rep interacts with it is because it is part of the rep experience and how you onboard them into that, uh, that remote product and when they receive an email matters. Um, is it gonna be like super obtuse that they got onboarded in this thing before they got training on it? Maybe. So we try to get all those out on the table. Uh, and then we also go through and look at the rep systems. We bring them down from the systems and we go, which, one, uh, which of these tools um, are a must have for the rep and by when? Where is it gonna fall into the rep journey? And how are they getting into it? Is it manual and who does it? Why are they doing it? How does that person, Jane, for example, know when to add this person? Is that clear? Is that defined? Uh, and can we automate it, right? Could we get it where the rep is only added to your, your proposal tool the minute after they finish their training on the proposal tool? Why do they need it beforehand, right? So that's an example where we wanna know about all those little individual things, uh, individual tools that you have. Okay, now we're at the rep journey audit section. So now most of the people that come to us start with training. That's the first thing that they wanna focus on, um, which is kind of in the middle of the stack, but we do like to start really comprehensively and start with recruiting. So here are some of the questions that we ask, and this is all gonna be in the template. Um, how do people uh, initially hear about the company? 
Um, does a manager intro, uh, how does a manager intro the, uh, the opportunity? Uh, how does a manager save recruit information? So is a manager storing that in their own phone? Do they use their own little recruiting system? Or is there a centralized location where anybody that's heard about the opportunity that you provide is getting added to a system so you can nurture those people? Okay, is that exist? Um, if, if, in, if there's like quasi, document it, right? Document all of the things that managers are doing to get this done. Uh, and then when and how does the manager share rep info with the company to start onboarding? Is that an email to some mystical person that does all the manual onboarding? Um, or is that some documented uh, process where managers hand off that person, okay? And then I'm gonna guess there's a lot of manual process there, right? An email goes out, hey, this person wants to get onboarded, then the, the person's plugging all that stuff into a form or something like that. All right. Um, do you have job boards or, or different systems? Document the places that you're, where you're collecting uh, new potential recruits and figure out where, what those systems are and make sure everybody has, is aware of those systems and how you could potentially integrate with them, okay? And then communications, what, uh, how does a candidate receive a message? Um, is it sent directly from the, the applicant tracking system? Is it sent from a system you send? Is it the manager? Again, just write it down, okay? And so this is a good little outline for you. Let's go to onboarding. So um, how is a decision to hire made? Who makes that decision? Is it the manager? Um, is there a system, uh, like a, a ch quality check system that the manager should go through? Is there an opportunity for you to provide tools to the manager to share with the potential recruit to get uh, help the potential recruit understand the expectations you have before the manager tries to recruit them. Does that make sense? Uh, and so there's a checklist for those things as well. Um, does rep, here's an example of a very specific question. Does a rep need to meet with someone to complete onboarding before moving to training? If so, why? Sometimes that's like, yeah, of course they can move on to training. Sometimes it's like, oh no, actually uh, we need to do this, this, and this other thing before we can actually turn on training for this rep. Okay. Again, document. And I know I'm just kind of beating a dead horse here with regards to the documentation, but it is so valuable because later on, what you're gonna do with this outline is you're gonna take it and you're gonna put it into uh, your rep journey model, okay? You're gonna, you're gonna use something like Whimsical and you're gonna lay this out uh, in, in a map, okay? And you have all of your answers here through the outline. And so then you can take those answers and start laying out what is truth visually. And then you can see the places that are inefficient where you can take and say, wait a minute, we don't have to immediately manually add somebody to Spotio or Solo or something as soon as we get a signed contract. We could add them um, maybe automatically right after they finish their initial training, right? Less stuff coming at the rep. The rep can focus on only the thing that matters, which is getting ready to sell then they get access to the tools. Again, that might not work for your business, but the point is get it documented so that you can start laying it out as like Lego bricks. This is the Lego brick uh, purchasing. And, and it's like, if you've ever built Legos, you go out to the Lego bin and you don't start immediately building. You start looking for the black piece that you need. You look for that really cool piece of glass that will be the front of your, your spaceship, right? And you get all those pieces on the table then you start building the Lego set. So what this journey, this uh, audit here is, 
is laying out what is truth and what should be truth. Then you take those and you lay them out in a, in a more, uh, you know, dynamic way. Okay. So training, what's initial training? What training do they absolutely need right away to even be, um, part of, <laughs> part of your, your sales force? Um, why do they need this right now? Uh, is there stuff you can defer and deferring it might, if you defer it, would it be more valuable? Uh, is there, uh, when must it be completed? So how are you going to complete, uh, how are you going to convey completeness and are there trainings that are required to be done before they show up, say for a boot camp uh, in two weeks? How long do you have to train that person? And would there be days where they fall on a certain day where you only have two days to train one rep and two weeks to train another? And have you thought that through? Okay. And then there's, um, you know, just a couple of bullet points for second training level, third training level, just laying out what you envision those trainings to be, whether that be, you know, advanced training to move from in solar, right? You might be a setter and you want to move people to, to being a, a closer or an advisor or something. Uh, maybe the third training level is uh, training uh, someone on how to build their own team, right? Or start their own location. Okay. Or, or do more um, working on themselves type of training than just working on, on understanding the business. And then you have your on-demand training. What training is not a, you need this right now, I'm prescribing it to you, and is more of a uh, product resources, PDFs, videos, um, cool uh, cool interviews with other sales reps that you wanna put in your on-demand training. All right, next up is retention. So retaining reps. So I think about two things about retention is one, if reps don't feel like they're being supported and they don't, they don't get help, uh, they will quit. <laughs> um, they don't feel like they have the necessary tools. Okay, so um, how does a rep know where to go to get help? Is that something that is is driven by um, just just uh, culture, right? Who? Hey, can you help me? Tell me who I should email or text to get an answer about this. Or are you proactively giving them, pointing their face, pointing their head towards the place that they go to get support? Okay. One thing I always do initially when we sign up a new customer is I point out how they get support inside the product um, and explain to them that they're going to get better support there than reaching out to me directly because I might be on doing one of these things right now. Okay, uh, sounds obvious, but it's not done all the time. So um, how does how does a rep know where to go and uh, where do reps go to get help? Do you have a list of frequently asked questions that, that you could document? And actually a lot of questions come up once you start really mapping out your journey, you start to realize all the different places where, where reps might have questions that you can address into a frequently asked questions list uh, and use that in your messaging platform as like saved snippets or saved replies. This is something Conveyor does well. Okay, next is promotion, belief building, motivation building. I'm a huge believer that Actually, most of the time when you're onboarding uh, onboarding reps, yes, there's training involved, but you're also belief building. You're keeping them warm until they're actually doing the job. Uh, and so here it's figuring out uh, where you drop your messages, where you, you share your promotions in context to where they are in their journey. Um, sometimes things might be sound a little tone deaf if you send them too early or too late in their journey. So how are you... Um, how are you thinking about what's going to drop based off of 
them because it all all that matters is really them in their world right like everybody's a little selfish and it just matters what they receive they don't care that when you send it it's better for the team to send it at this time they care about them okay no offense <laughs> but um also what are some ways where you could uh, what i like to say is somebody a rep is walking along a hiking path and they might go around the, the wrong path how can you cut them off on the path and take them the right direction um, based off of red flags you see uh, in their performance or whatever, could you could set could you set up automations to um, you know address issues that you see happening, whether that be slow to finish training, uh, not coming to meetings, um, you know things like this. Usually, most people just say, "Oh, well, they're not they're not um, they're not going to cut it, right?" But I don't believe that. I believe sometimes it's just a matter of. Uh, a disconnect between what they believe is a great opportunity um, and then they see another opportunity over there that they might want to go to. So again, um, write down all of your promotion, belief building, motivation building um, exercises that you already have and write down and document when are you sending them? Are the, Is this just a mass message that you send and a brand new rep gets it right away and a veteran rep gets it, you know, or a, a rep that's been around for three weeks gets it at three weeks. Um, anyway, point is document it. Uh, and then once you have all of that in place, what we what I start to do here is I just start to take before I draw any lines, I just start to dra uh, start to put my Lego pieces out here on the board. So what I'll do is I'll give you an example of like on uh, this one here. Um, manager sends email to onboard. Okay, so I'll just write that. Manager sends email to onboard. Onto my onto my board, my whimsical board here, and this is like let's say I didn't have any of this already built, and I was just trying to lay it out. So the next thing I'm going to do is say, okay, well, what happens next? Oh, J Jane sends contract. So I'm just I'm just Jane sends contract. I'm just putting them out here. Um, next thing was, uh, okay, well, I want to make sure the rep signs the contract. So I'm just putting all of my my milestones, my events out here. Um, oh, I I know I need to get them to to. Um, do pre-boot camp training. I, I want to do the welcome course. I'm literally just putting out bricks, Lego bricks out here, and then I'm arranging them in the order in which they appear uh, are um, occurring in real the real world. Once I have all those in place, I, I highly recommend you, you have almost two versions. Start with a version of your journey that is a current journey, and then... Um, make a copy and start messing with what you want your journey to be. I think that's best. Do not have just a journey, which is the ideal journey. Um, I think it's best to have one that's just like, this is the current state of things. And this is what we're moving towards because it's going to help your engineering and your development team and every team to see what's truth and where you want to go. Okay. So there you go, guys. This is how, this is how we do uh, the rep journey audit, and then how we help lay out a canvas for uh, our customers to move uh, to use as a backstop, something to look at, an artifact to use to move forward and build out this stuff uh, in Conveyor and the other systems that they use. Thanks for watching.